0: So this morning's scripture comes from the Gospel of Mark, the 14th chapter, and in this passage, it describes a dinner party, an evening, where Jesus does go to the dinner at the home of Simon, and an uninvited guest arrives, and here's what happens. Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon, While he was eating dinner, a woman came up carrying a bottle of very expensive perfume. Opening the bottle, she poured it on his head. Some of the guests became furious. That's wrong. That's a share of waste. This perfume could have been sold for for well over a year's wages and given to the poor. They swelled up in anger, nearly bursting with indignation over her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why are you giving her a difficult time? She has just done something wonderful and significant for me. You will have the poor with you every day for the rest of your lives. Whenever you feel like it, you can do something for them. Not so with me. She did what she could when she could. And you can be sure that wherever in the whole world this message is preached, what she did is going to be talked about admiringly ends our reading from the gospel of Mark. And may that moment which once transformed the disciples' hearts, transform our hearts as well. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. So, Promise Sunday. The Sunday when you and I bring our annual promises to grow, serve, and share our gifts for the next year. And then, in what is a particularly meaningful moment for me, and so many of you have said it to me as well, we place our promises into the offering plate, which is passed from member to member. And our collective gifts and sacrifices are then carried forward to be blessed It's a really profound, and for me, spiritual moment. And so I hope in this past week, you spoke with your children or spouse, partner, or a friend, and prayerfully considered as best as you were able to generously support our church's work in the world with your time and your talents and your financial blessings. But although a lot of you have already placed your pledge into the plate or sent it in via the mail, it's never too late to ask the question, why? Why share? Literally, why promise my time and talents and energy? And my response is really very simple, because it matters what we do here. And what we do is unique. We believe that the faith that grows here transforms people's lives for the better. And by sharing the good news of God's love, not only with each other, but to the next generation, our congregation affirms that Jesus' story of love, inclusion, and mercy changes the world for the better. Friends, the answer to why share is because it truly matters what we do here. You know, it's been said that a life of faith is a little like beginning the journey on a rope bridge, which is a little unsteady. And it's a bridge across a foggy gorge where you cannot see the other side. And for many of us, when facing the challenges of life, it might've been almost impossible to start across that bridge without this congregation's support. And through an epic and uncertain pandemic, this church worked faithfully to hold our community together, to both care for each other and for our neighbors, but not just to our neighbors who live nearby, but our neighbors who are far away, the neighbors that we know by name and the neighbors whose names we may never know. We strive to express a vision of a loving and merciful God, and we try to do so in our desire to be inclusive of all people as beloved children of God just as they are. We strive to witness that loving and merciful God in the genuine hospitality we show to our guests during rummage sales or by our essential and robust support of our partners in mission. In all of these and more, we hope to show Christ's compassion to stranger, friend, and neighbor. So yeah, it's important to remember very simply that what we do here matters. And our witness to God's love transforms people's lives for the better. But I also understand that these are peculiar and difficult days for our nation's spirit and our world's economy. And yet this congregation, diverse in thought, yet united in Christ, remains a place of hope. And I do know that on some days, hope may appear to you like like a little cork bobbing in an ocean of worry. And yes, these past several years of pandemic added to economic concerns equal up to an uncertain time. But here's what many of us have discovered, and what occurs in times of uncertainty, is a clarification, a sifting of that which really matters. Now, I want you to know that I have never believed and will never believe that generosity buys spiritual fulfillment. Just giving time or money will never make God more real to anyone. And if I told you that generosity, whether it's of time, talent, or financial blessings, says all there is to say about the state of your soul or, or the state of your relationship with God, I'd be lying, and you'd know it. But here's where it gets a little tricky. It's also a temptation and no less untrue to claim there's no connection between making a sacrifice to grow, serve, and share with a vital faith. There is a connection. And no less an authority on spiritual things than Jesus said, where your treasure is, there is your heart. Now, I grew up in a family as the youngest child of very frugal Depression-era parents. And I heard the mantra, waste not, want not, more times than I can remember. And to sort of summarize how frugal my parents were, when I was a young boy, I was maybe six, seven, eight years old, I saw advertised on television time and time again something that I thought would make bath time fabulous. And so I began to plot how I would approach this with my mom. And finally, she seemed to be in a yes mood that day. And so I went up to her and she was, I'll never forget, I could still see it in my mind, she was stirring a pot at the stove. And I said, Mom, you know I don't like to take baths, but I saw on television this, this thing called Mr. Bubble. It was a box of suds. It was like 98 cents. And I said, it would really make bath time so much better can we buy Mr. Bubble just one box? And she, was, and she turned around very politely and she said, absolutely not. And then she just went back to stirring. I mean, I grew up with a waste-not, want-not world. And so I can identify with those who are describing the gospel of Mark who must have gasped, winced, maybe just rolled their eyes as they watched the woman in this morning's biblical reading. Wanders in off the street and lavishly Wastefully pours what was hundreds, thousands of dollars worth of precious ointment on Jesus' head. And the room, saturated with the fragrance of perfume, and someone exclaims, What are you doing? You know how much that oil is worth? I mean, waste not want not, right? i mean and on one hand it's true just a couple of drops of oil might have done the trick because what the woman was really doing was making a public announcement a pronouncement with the oil that she anoints jesus with i mean you've heard us say many times christ in greek is the same word as messiah in hebrew and both christ and messiah mean the anointed one anointed with oil she was making a public announcement that Jesus is the one chosen by God. But still, you can ask the question, why waste the whole jar when a few drops would have been sufficient? But Jesus, Jesus sees something happening in the moment that everyone else misses. I suspect it has something to do with abundant life, generosity, and gifts. I mean, I do get it. The shocked onlookers, the woman's action was, a, was flagrantly wasteful. But to the woman, it was a precious gift from a healed soul. To the onlookers, it was the height of foolishness. But to Jesus, it was the height of heartfelt devotion. So today, Promise Sunday, you and I have been asked to bring our jars of oil. Our heartfelt promise is to grow, serve, and share in love's name. And friends, on Promise Sunday, we remember, and it's good to remember, that God has done wonderful things with our congregation in our past. And as people of hope, we believe that God has remarkable things in store for our tomorrows. Thus I hope and pray that each and every one of us We'll move into this week, and the week after that, and the week after that, and continue, continue to promise to grow abundantly, to serve lovingly, and share joyfully. And not because we're obligated to, or supposed to, but rather because how we serve God is how we love our neighbor. And how we serve our neighbor is how we love God. May our promises be so. Amen.